Via Hemp, let's talk about it. Via Hemp offers THC and non-TH craft cannabis experiences. Now, I love a non-THC option when it comes to your overall wellness. I'm talking sleep aid, maybe anxiety if you have that. Well, that's where Via comes into play. And did you know even a non-THC option if you're doing fertility or IVF can be helpful? Look into that. Well, Via is incredible. You got to be 21 plus. You can get 15% off with my exclusive code TSFS when you go to viahemp, V-I-I-A, hemp.com. They have all kinds of lifestyle products. And like I said, the best part is with the THC or without, so you don't have the buzzy buzzy. Don't you love my cannabis lingo? I mean, the buzzy buzzy. Anyway, I'm unique. What can I say? Look, order now. You're going to love Via Hemp. Use the code TSFS to receive 15% off and a one-time free sample of their award-winning gummies, 21 plus. That's viahemp.com and use the code TSFS at checkout. Support the show. Tell them I sent you and enhance your everyday life with Via Hemp. Summer is almost here. Don't you want to go to the beach with thicker, gorgeous, beautiful locks and everyone goes, hey, I love your hair. And you go, Nutrafol, baby. You know, something along that lines. Well, take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering my listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and you enter the promo code TSFS. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. I recommend it. I've been taking Nutrafol for years. It's how I got my hair back thicker and not falling out in chunks after I had KJ. Now it's your turn. Nutrafol has been on with me for years, and that's because you all continue to buy, and it really works. I love it. Now it's your turn to love it too. Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com with the promo code T-S-F-S. That's Nutrafol.com with the promo code T-S-F-S. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and... 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Oh, God. It's a yes, but it's kind of a no, which yeah, sums up my way. life, really. Does it? Uh-huh. Wait, what's a yes? I feel like every situation of me is okay. like, yeah, it's sometimes it's yes, <laughs> but it's no. <laughs> it's yes first it's and then it's no. I'm just going to make out with me and suck my tit, but you know what? No, but no, but no. You know what? I'm starving myself. <gasps> You're starving yourself? Why? In preparation for tomorrow. Why? What's tomorrow? Oh, Thanksgiving. <laughs> Oh my God. Oh my God. I've already had a drink and I am so messed up. Uh, welcome to the Hey Frage podcast. It's our Thanksgiving Day edition. I'm your host, Sarah Frazier, along with the fabulous, the gorgeous. Oh my God. Thank God she's still my friend. Uh, AJ, who we <laughs> love. I can't even believe it. Luis, digital content creator. You guys seriously make this show happen. And it's so sad that the, the person that started this show is the least moral, has the least compass of like true north. I, I've just like, been in the business too long. Is that it? That's it. I do. I feel like so jaded. Yeah. I feel like jaded and now I'm just becoming an old whore. <laughs> no, <I just laughs> don't go that. Oh, God. She goes all the way, guys. All the way. All right. Look, we have so much to talk about on this show. Uh, it, this is like a juicy show. All right. And it's juicy because I will tease this. 
AJ and I went out on a business meeting recently. Okay, um, we're, we're, we've sort of talked about this story beforehand, and, and we don't want. We're not going to name any names. It's a very incriminating story. We don't want to go there. All we're going to say is we went on this business meeting. It turned majorly left. The person, not only that, but basically invited us to dinner and then essentially we get there and pays for the dinner in favors and gift cards. <laughs> we're not even kidding. We're not even joking. And then Wish we're we wondering, were kidding. do we continue to do business with this person? But there's so many more layers to this, including my moral compass. I, I don't know what happens when all the mercury goes out of the compass. Like it just keeps going around and around. Like, that's, <laughs> yes. me. that's me. Like that is literally me. So we have so much to talk about. Also our friend uh, who's a friend of the show, Alicia Rasha. Rasha. Am I saying it right? Rasha. Oh, my God. She's the best. Anyway, she is here. Uh, She did an interview, a very exclusive interview with the cussing pastor. If you don't know this guy, Google him uh, because she's going to be on towards the end of the show today. And he has made headlines for many reasons. Now, one, I actually shared once his stuff because it was so funny because he was on here like, he comes on and he's like, you all are up here preaching to everybody. Meanwhile, you're a sucking dick. And like he goes on all this stuff. I thought it was great. Then I share and people are like, he's homophobic. How can you be sharing his stuff? So she went down to Memphis, Tennessee, where he has a congregation, sat down with him, did a great interview, asked him all about those things, and also tried to kind of understand where he's coming from and what the No Cussing Pastors mission is all about. So she's awesome. She's kind of giving us a sneak peek before the interview comes out. So we're going to talk to her about that and of course we have four things that are popping well which, things that are popping believe me that's my sound effect <laughs> after you hear the rest of the stuff that's going on the show those are you're gonna be like oh that's what you think is popping i don't think so there's a lot of stuff back here that's popping yes um all right so before we get into that why don't we thank a couple of our sponsors um on this thanksgiving day pre-show who we absolutely love uh mervis we have to thank mervis diamond they have another trunk show coming up in december that i'm gonna be at in the meantime though this is engagement ring season and mervis is literally the best in dc maryland and virginia you need to go visit them at mervisdiamond.com or make an appointment and head in k street rockville tyson's corner we love them um not only are have they been 80 plus years of Mervis family heritage. Their diamonds are ethically sourced, which we are all about. That's one of the reasons that we partnered with them. They've been voted best place to buy a diamond by Washington Post. We can't wait for you to get engaged this holiday season. All right. You need to go there, buy your ring and then tell us all about it. Would you love to get engaged this Christmas? Yes, I'm ready. I don't know. Not after what we experienced. But do uh, you think I behave enough to be be engaged? Oh, boy. I mean, how many? I guess the question is, is there a record for how like a woman who said yes to so many engagements? Like, is there is there a woman out there who's uh, I think right now you're engaged to five, maybe six guys currently, (laughs) although no ring on the finger. Where Where are the rings? (laughs) I want to be the catfishing scammer of like being engaged to like eight different men and just have all the different diamond rings because I feel like I could do it. I think I could pull it off. I think you've you're seen pretty it. organized. You could be like planning, you know, dates on dates on dates and then, you know, stacking them up. Yeah. MervisDiamond.com. Also, we have to uh, thank Dr. Mary. We love Dr. Mary. You need to make an appointment today. Total Dental Care, MD.com. She's in Gaithersburg, Maryland, but her practice handles everybody 
from uh, your little ones all the way up to parents. They do everything from periodontal appointments, uh, sedation dentistry. You no longer need to be afraid of the dentist. I have periodontal disease. I'm going to see Dr. Mary in December because if you let it go, it causes a ton of problems, all the way from heart issues to potential complications when you're pregnant. Your teeth are one of the most important things. I'm obsessed with teeth. In fact, I became so obsessed with teeth, I've like ruined all my enamel from whitening them so many times. Don't do that. Instead, make an appointment. TotalDentalCareMD.com. They accept all insurance, um, but she's also offering a $99 special for Hey Frage listeners. So tell Dr. Mary when you're there that Hey Frage sent you. TotalDentalCareMD.com in Gaithersburg, Maryland. Make your appointment today. All right. So AJ, you have your first endorsement. I'm so excited. Yay! Thanks bird you guys you guys know i love to smell delicious i love perfume i use it on the regular seriously um i have a couple favorites and they're my staples but i've been really interested in trying some new scents which is why Sempered is so amazing so this is a monthly perfume subscription okay you get five monthly they come in this cute little carry case you can take them anywhere um the website offers 450 designer perfumes which is incredible you could switch it up every single month oh that is incredible and i was reading you get prada gucci kate spade nest and more So that's just some of them. Yes, and Prada mm. is some of my favorite brand for uh, perfume. I like the unisex, like it could smell men or women. So month to month basis, I get a f- whole new set every single month. You can order the same, order different, but that's what I love about Scentbird so much. So you got to head to Scentbird.com. With this exclusive offer, you'll get 50% off your first monthly order today. That's only $7.50 for your first month's box of perfume. Damn, that's a great Amazing. deal. So Scentbird.com, S-C-E-N-T, Bird.com, and use the code phrase for 50% off your first month. Scentbird.com slash phrase. Sign on and smell amazing. I love it. I love it. Good. Okay. So um, you've got your first endorsement. We are super happy about that. I know. I'm feeling very special though, really. All right. So let's get into this topic because I I seriously want to know how you feel. You know, you and I, I'm lucky to call you a friend outside of here. This is why I've been so flustered today. Are you really, you're really upset about this? I came in flustered. I can't even read anything. I I, I can't even talk about anything until we, uh, until we reach this subject and address (laughs) the ongoings of what happened. All right, so I'll set the scene. Set the scene. Set the scene for me, Sarah. I'm setting this. Oh, you this know this is gonna be a zinger. So here's the deal. We we recently go out on this business dinner, if you will, okay? We're going to leave it as vague as that. And we're in yeah. all kinds of different businesses, right? We've got podcast business. We've got merchandise business. We've got live podcasts. We're pitching to TV. We're pitching to radio. There's all kinds of different businesses, okay? So I'm going to keep it real vague. We go out to dinner, and the person that we're going out to dinner with, this whole dinner takes a left turn fairly quickly. And and it starts off, I could tell that you were irritated because we get there, and this person essentially announces to us that they're going to pay for our dinner in gift cards. They'd invited us to dinner, but they essentially called in some favors. They talked to the to the manager at the at the restaurant, and essentially we're we're comped on the house because uh, this person is cashing in some favors and and using gift cards, which immediately exactly. you felt was tacky, right? Now, I'm all about a good deal. I'm all about a good time. But when I know that you're a successful business person, I expect you ah. to, I don't know, foot the bill. Because I know I will when I'm making money. See, I'm going to be footing the bill all the time. This Okay, I, and this is why I know I'm jaded. None of this surprises me anymore. Like, I am completely, I'm so used to cheap 
human beings that, um, you know, you have in, in this expectation a lot of times. Yes. You see somebody, they carry themselves, and you think, oh, this person's a class act. You know, they, they behave. Um, if they're inviting us to dinner, they're clearly play, paying on their black Amex. Only, not really. They're they're basically ca- cashing One in favors. Yeah. Order whatever you want because I've got this old rusty gift card uh, here that I need to <laughs> yeah. use. I was like, um, are the ceilings about to fall down? Like, where are we? First off, I, I was expecting, I mean, ha- elegance all around, oh, no. elegance and class, and we got, well, I'm going to tell you all about it. It was so, far from class. Okay, so then the, the, we pr- we proceed to have the dinner. I, you know, I knew that was coming. Okay, yeah. so this is a free dinner. You can order whatever you want. Then this person basically, as the night progresses, continues to propose to me three times. Three t- thrice. He proposes to Sarah three times. I wasn't prepared for this. I thought we were talking about business. This is a business dinner. All of a sudden, this guy is like whipping his dick out and being like, Sarah, will you marry me? And I'm like sitting there. First off, I shouldn't have even been invited to the dinner. I was used as a little, uh, what what would you You call it? Basically, you you were dangled as the gift card. I was dangled as the gift card. Yeah. Uh, You know, Sarah, AJ, come to dinner. This is going to be, we're going to talk business. Instead, uh, AJ, go sit in the corner because I'm going to propose to Sarah. I mean, it, it was kind of yeah. odd. That part was really bizarre. Right. Like it, it did turn from a dinner of three to like a dinner of two. And that's the part I feel bad about because I should have just been like redirecting the conversation back to the three of us. But this person literally nearly got down on one leg. They proceeded to tell us all about their love history, which was not good. Not good. Not good. From a series of strippers to trying to save uh, a marriage to, I mean. Now, yes. this was the kicker to the story. <laughs> can I can I disclose the uh, the stripper? I'm wondering if it's like um, I don't think they'll be able to trace it back. Okay, so fine. I think we're okay, fine. yeah, sure. So this guy pr- uh, proceeds to say, um, so I used to find myself in a lot of strip clubs, and I'm like, the fuck? Like, I know guys go to strip clubs. I mean, I occasionally will go to he, one for like was... a bachelorette party, and uh, he says, but I, I've stopped. You know why? Because my therapist has actually said that I am a what they call a white knight syndrome. I like to save women. I was like. What? <laughs> That's why you think you like strip clubs? No, it's because you're a dirty skis and you like to see some boobies and some vajayjay and you like to see them dance and you want to put money down the crotch. That's motherfucker why you like to go to strip clubs, not for the white knight syndrome. He was trying to cover all this shit up. We, of course, we both were laughing our asses off, but I go home the next, uh, I wake up in the morning and I'm like, a fucking minute. <laughs> this shit ain't right. I was just just waking up and realizing everything that was wrong about that dinner. I mean, well, now I feel bad because when I called you the next day and he proceeded to tell us all the sexual things that he likes to do and that he would do to me. I mean, it really ended up taking this bizarre left turn from a business dinner to a complete. He I tried mean, I'm to not ask gonna say you. me too, but I'm going to say that it was. It was. You know what? This well, is why no, because that guy doesn't have any power surface. over anything that we do. Like to me, it's true. That's like, true. And my thing is this, I feel badly because I think I should have shut this shit down instead of, I. this is like my biggest Achilles heel, is <laughs> I entertain these fuckers all the time. And I said to Dan the next day, I was like, oh my God, this this like totally turned left. And I told him, I was like, this guy basically, you know, proposed to me numerous times. Like he, he continues he to tell me. He even asked you, he even accused you of not being happy in your own relationship. Like what does he know about you and Dan's relationship? <laughs> Nothing. He's not in your relationship. He has absolutely no even right to talk about that he's like does dan make you this happy i can see you're laughing at my jokes do you laugh at dan's jokes like this i was ready to punch him at the table but instead i grabbed my glass i was like this shit is going left i'm gonna drink more and you're like ah, ah, ah you're so funny 
you know what? Dan doesn't make me laugh like this. And he's like, Sarah, do you want to go to Vegas tomorrow? I didn't and get- say that, did I? No, I did not. I defended Dan. I you said did to- defend Dan. I and said, then- I'm madly in love with Dan. And I said, the complaints that I make about Dan, like lots of times I say things on this podcast and I say this publicly, so it's no secret. Right. I lots of times say, well, I want him to be more adventurous and I want to do this and I want to do that. But the truth right. of the matter is, is... I like all of my energy is gone at 4 30 p.m. Like, and where, you did say that, yeah. And where am I gonna go? You know, like, I yeah. love Dan because he, we're on the same wavelength, we enjoy the same things. Um, you know, is Dan, uh, like this business dude, you know, he's not gonna be that way. He's not gonna be right. inappropriate. He's not over the top. And those are many things that I love about Dan. It doesn't mean I love him any less, which I think I made very clear to this person. But like all men, he continued to ignore all that and then went on to propose two more times. So it was exactly basically wanted to recycle his old wedding ring on May. He even Which told I've us had that backstory. That yeah. <laughs> He's like, it cost Norman a leg. I'm ready to give it to you right now. I know. And, I, and that's exactly what Ed did. Like that was his engagement. Ugh. Like I had specifically we'd gone wedding ring shopping and then he proposed to me with his grandmother's ring. And I was like, why the fuck would you do that? When you we, we went wedding ring so- shopping, you know the ring that I want. Like, why right. would you do that? I mean, look, there was a lot of things wrong with my relationship with Ed, starting with right. he was a lot older. This gentleman who professed his love numerous times is also a lot older. So mm-hmm. it's not. Yeah. But I feel really <sighs> bad. Like, I feel like sometimes I, re- I should just shut this shit down. And I'm. I'm so curious. I, I don't know. Because I feel like this doesn't happen to a lot of other women because I think they immediately give off a, bo- a vibe of you're not going to fuck with me. And right, like right. I give off way too nice of a vibe. Yeah. And I guess guys take that as, oh, she's flirting back. But really, you're just trying to be nice and you're tr- trying to enjoy the dinner, which obviously was paid for by gift cards. I mean, <laughs> it was ridiculous. The whole thing. It was like, are we being punked right now? What is going on? I so thought it was a joke. My question is that the true dilemma on this show, and I'm, I would be so fascinated, like people watching, people listening, like what you do, because I'm sure people still go out to inappropriate dinners. Yeah. People that listen to this podcast are in all industries, whether it's government, government contracting, banking. Um, so I'm sure you're going out with skeevy clients. He even that asked are, you uh, how long he would li- would you like him to go down on you every morning? <laughs> At that point, I was like, this has gone too far. This is too far. Which I did not answer. I was like, dude, come on. Like at that point too, that was like the end of the dinner. I was like, I'm out of here too. He tried to make out with you. You were good at dodging. You were dodging the whole thing. Yes, I'm just sitting there watching like, what? See, but then I think my standards are so jaded and so low that like even dodging making out with him was not enough. Like I probably should have kicked him in the crotch and we should have left. (laughs) Like that's really what should have happened. And I'm like, why don't I do that? Oh, my God. And I thought the night was going to continue because he asked us to go to the bar oh, after. Oh, fuck no. I was like, I'm the fuck like, out, of there. Like, I, no, out of there. No, and I was like, I. the one thing I did say to my mind is I was not going to leave you there because I felt like. Oh, right, right, right. I, I just felt like it was not good like, yeah, it, no. to continue it going. So my question to you, though, is then in this decision making of business, do you continue? Do you work with this person? I would say absolutely not. Okay, now, do you think I shut the shit down enough or not enough? Because, I mean, I did tell him point blank to his face that I was in love with Dan, and this, these are the reasons why I love we're Dan. We're also all about good bits and good content, and we were like, this is content well, motherfucking gold. Yeah, like, we, we did. <laughs> now, did uh, he ever address this after? Did he nope. call you and mm-hmm. say, I'm sorry for my... Mm-hmm. I texted him because there was another conversation. He has, an, he has a mutual friend who we talked oh, about right, right. who he was going to hit up, right. and I wanted to make sure that didn't happen in regards to business. So I texted him the next day. And said, hey, don't hit it up. Yeah. Yeah, I said, up. hey, you know, thanks for dinner. Uh, I'll, I'll speak thanks to this person. Thanks for dinner? No. <laughs> never finished up. I'm never uh, thanks, to Thanks, you know, for again. the gift cards for dinner. Thanks so much. Thanks for and using us. And we're never speaking to you again. Fuck off. But then I think to myself, I don't know. I feel like a little bit like I am jaded and... 
I, like, and this didn't even phase you. Now, in the in the moment, it didn't phase me at all. It doesn't really phase me because I feel like that, unfortunately, is how this guy could have brought out a four carat ring. There was no way in hell I was making out with him. I was leaving with him. I have zero fucking interest in this person sexually at all. So, and I had made that clear by saying, "I'm leaving. We're done. The dinner's over." So, to me, I don't really give a shit. What someone else like he's obviously embarrassing himself. I won't go into too many details because I don't want people to put together the story. But the guy has struggled in the love department. I think it was obvious why. So I to me, I don't feel like it's my job to sit there and tell him, look, this is why it hasn't worked out here. I could see if he was like handing us, you know, (sighs) thousands of dollars and we were trying to keep it the situation pacified. But this era (laughs) of me, too, I need to stand up. Yeah. I think the the best part was when you tried to defend yourself for you were like, you don't you're not going to love me. We have completely different <laughs> morals. Like they then they got into politics. And that's when I was like, I got it. I got to leave. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. Go. It was. Yeah, it was like too much. It was yeah. too much. I think he's ready to jump the gun with. No. Adios. Ready and to, we're, we're done. He's ready to get engaged to. And we cut him off in business. I mean, I don't know who's going to advertise on this show, I guess. I mean, literally <laughs> only people that are like. <laughs> Well, we don't want him. We stand for good morals, and we I, I would never we want do? to bring... Yes, Sarah. Okay. Oh, I mean, I, I feel you know like what? you are so good. Like, I'm like, oh, you... When you when I talked to you the next day, when I called you the next day, and I was joking about it, and you were like, no, this is like not funny. I'm so disgusted. I was like, oh, shit. Okay. I need to really work on my morals, because I really respect and value you, and I would never well, want to disappoint good. you. I don't give a fuck about this person. Like, they're going to be here and gone, and we're never right. going to see them again, and... It, best wishes like hope all is well for you best wishes sayonara but no I felt bad like I didn't want to let you down and I felt like you were really upset with the way that I behaved I felt bad about that because I felt like as the older person in our friendship and as someone who has been around I should have really been like okay look we're here to have a good time with you but you know my situation and the fact that you're continuing to profess and plan our wedding is like a little weird I was proud of you for not uh, accepting a kiss (laughs) But I do see you as my older sister. And I was like, she's not protecting me at all. This is like, (laughs) like, where's my mom? Like, where's my mom, Sarah? Oh, God. Oh, God. I'm really bad. She was gone. She was gone. She was out the door. Yeah. no, no. One champagne of glass later, you were out the door. I was like, please, I'm going to enjoy this prime rib. And uh, (laughs) by the way, I hated that. I hated the prime rib. We all got the prime rib special. It was super fatty. Uh, yeah, I don't think there was anything that was really going to bring you back from that experience. I, I think you're pretty disgusted. Like <laughs> you know you what? And hated the linen prime rib. <laughs> sucked anyway. <laughs> and the champagne sucked too. And that wine was too buttery. <gasps> I know I said full body, but it sucked. Well, you guys, we always are full disclosure with you on this show. So we oh, love you your go. opinion. Yeah, that was. <laughs> and we always share way too much in our real life. And that was it. I mean, short of naming names. And I feel like give us a month, tune back in, and uh, we'll name names. We'll like, name that's, names. Like we just like always are like, hmm, how do we time this so the person is probably not listening? And then we can talk shit about them. That's can't wait. Can't, can't wait. wait. All right, let's hit a few stories, and then we're going to have Alyssa on here uh, to talk about her her new interview and uh, promote her podcast. So there's a new story by GQ Magazine that says that handsome men suffer the same fate that really attractive women do in the workplace. And that is, according to University of Maryland, in the U.S., they carried out four separate experiments in four different offices, and they found that when men were hiring other men to work with them, their decision was negatively affected by the attractiveness of the candidate and the type of job. So I am curious, do you think this is true? Like you have some hot friends. Iggy's hot. Do you think Iggy is discriminated in his job because he's so hot? I 
I never thought this would even be closely affecting men. He's been hit on by a lot of um, older women at his job, though. They See, try to, he knows the sexual harassment. I got to get him yeah, on the show. Yeah, He'd they, understand. They set him up with their daughters. They also say that they date younger. They would be interested in dating him if he was open to it. Supposedly, he says he's uh, in a relationship. But I don't believe <laughs> that for one second. I always say, you know, Dan's very attractive, but he never smiles. So I always say, you turn so many people off because you walk in a room and you're like scowling all the time. How about give him a smile? No one gets any- Sometimes women like that. I need to adopt Dan's personality because he has a complete persona of do not approach me. It's so true. I mean, he does, doesn't he? Like even knowing him. Yeah. When you walk in the apartment, he's just like, hi, AJ. Hi, Dan. Like trying to build this really close relationship. He don't want to see me. (laughs) I'd be curious if you're listening right now and you're a guy, do you even feel that way about other hot guys in your office? Like, do you feel like they are? I feel like they would just be broing out. Like they'd be like, oh, another hot dude in the office. Like, let's fucking go, dude. Like they're just all like hanging out together. I feel like other men are jealous of like really attractive guys. They say that they're not like they pretend outwardly that they're bro. Like, I think the best part about women is women will tell you and their body language when they see a hot woman explains it all. They're like, mm-hmm, I don't trust this bitch. Like, there's no way you're that hot. If you're that hot, you're stupid. Like, there's right. something. Women are catty. Men, yeah. men are, aren't They're really, shady behind the yeah. scenes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they talk about you creeps. behind your back. We know. We went to a prime rib dinner. Uh, slow dating is like the big trend. Slow dating. I don't think we ever talked about this on the show, did we? We did This didn't. is a new app that's been invented. It was started in France, but now it's over here. And it literally shows you one person per day in order it's called once the french creators of the dating app once now allow you to just have an eligible person they say that they're trying to actually get people to engage in a conversation and physically meet up so slow dating is just that you get one match a day more detailed like um kind of almost like eHarmony tells you all about them and right. then you get to decide if you really want to talk to them. If you don't want to talk to them, the match moves on, you decline, and then you get one more match the next day. Like every single day you get it, just one. There was some backlash on this because people were thinking that, oh, they don't really know me. And what if I just get one match a day? And for weeks, every single person that I'm, I'm given is a horrible match. And so, but it does, it does delete that even possibility of just swiping and swiping and swiping and getting so tired of swiping and never finding anybody. But this one is still based off of looks. So that's what I don't really understand. I think there should be an app about personalities Mm. and you match. And then if you think you like what they like on a regular basis, their hobbies, and then you get to find out what like more they about look them. like. I think it is good because I, I do think people get so overwhelmed on Tinder. Like you it's swipe so, overwhelming. so much so that much. you're like, eh. I think, and I think by the time you get done swiping, you're so over it that you're not interested really in engaging with them. I used to be on Tinder all the time. Like I said, I'm still on Tinder. I use it as a pooping activity. I've been swiping <laughs> while I'm pooping. You guys, you got to get on that. <laughs> like it's the best activity while you're bored. And then, you know, you just use it for a little laughs. Oh my God. I Yeah, I, I have to say too. Well, we used to read funny Tinder profiles on the show. And so I would swipe too. And it, it was depressing though. I was like, oh God. Oh, thank God I'm not single. Um, 32% of people 18 to 35 years old, according to a new millennial market research, have attended a Friendsgiving celebration. You've probably heard of them. Um, you eat turfy, turkey and stuffing and all the fixings with your BFFs instead of your family. In the past five years, it's become more popular than ever with Whole Foods, Taco Bell and other uh, companies marketing specifically to Friendsgiving. The point is that you meet more of your friends and neighbors and less of your family. Luis and I were just talking about this. You've never been to one, right, AJ? I used to when I lived in a place where I was with a lot of friends, but oh. all my friends live in New York City. I mean, most of them. So I went to Syracuse. Nobody here in D.C., none of your friends have like a Friendsgiving, like the week before Thanksgiving. Mm, 
sadly, no. All my friends have work friends, so they go to that. And, you know, I work with two people, so... And you're I, and you're going to make... You know what? <laughs> we don't Next, have a big work environment. Uh, well, first of all, I'm definitely doing something for... I'm doing a celebration for everybody here. Uh, it's the third anniversary. I'm taking you guys all, all out. I got a $150 gift card that wow. I'm going to use. <laughs> oh, look at this. This is <laughs> me too all over again. Yeah, there was like, yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. $150. So, we're, we're going for a Christmas holiday. Wow, sounds like a lot of fun. We'll, yeah. get, we'll all get three apps to share. No prime rib, though. I'm going to tell you right now, it's too expensive for all of us. So <laughs> Anyway, they're saying uh, more Americans love going to Friendsgiving and, in fact, are now beginning to prefer Friendsgiving over actual Thanksgiving, which I was saying to Luis, I do. I, I've gone to a couple of Friendsgivings the past couple of years, and it's been more fun than the regular Thanksgiving. Well, most of these people are going to go home for Christmas, so they can't really make it home for Thanksgiving. So this is why you plan it with your friends. Yes. I would love Friendsgiving. Friendsgiving sounds like a... I know. know I want to do it next year. They're and super then fun. You go out the night before on Wednesday with all your friends. You get drunk. Then you're hungover on Thanksgiving. And then you just hang out with your friends again. Continue the drinking. Continue the party. I know. it's Okay. I really got to do one next year. My friend Carl does one. It's so fun. Carl. Yeah. I'll be there. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'll you need be to, there. You know who I'm talking about. I do. Yes. Yes. You'll probably be disappointed, though. It'd probably be a creep once we get there. That's what usually <laughs> They're happens. All creeps. They're all creepy. I'm uh, done. All right, let's get Alyssa, Alyssa in here. Alyssa Rawshaw is a friend of the show. She's also her own podcast host. Um, I know. She's really amazing, and I love, love, love supporting her. She did an interview with, uh, she also has a show called The Way We Talk. Um, she did an interview with a cussing pastor. His real name is Thaddeus Matthews. You've probably seen him. He goes viral every once in a while. Now, he's gone viral a little bit for, not a little, bit but a lot for essentially he'll use terms like sissy I, I think he'll you he uses terms that basically a lot of people now find offensive right Alyssa well yeah a lot of the terms that he's used um sissy dyke or even just describing some of uh the things that you know you would do if you're gay, right? <laughs> you know? Right. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah. Basically, to be derogatory terms. Yeah, it's, yeah it's, it's it can be it can it come it comes off as derogatory. Yeah, I've shared um, a video and then people were like, I, I had some members yeah. of the lesbian community be like, he totally trashes women. He'll talk about two gay guys sucking each other's dicks and all this stuff that's really they feel is very right. inappropriate. Yeah, it is. And I I asked about that. We 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 got to talk about those things and. Um, uh, we're going to play a couple of your, of your clips because he okay. granted you an interview down in Memphis at yes. his church, right? Yeah, yeah. Actually, it was really awesome because he normally charges for interviews. Really? He normally Wait, do you charges. you find that odd, though, in itself? No, as actually, a actually, I don't. Well, it depends on, you know, the person's business and how, how they make money. He's a TV sensation in Memphis. Okay. You know, locally. He's really a local celebrity, if you will. Even his, he's had a radio show. So the things that he does to fund what he does, even when it comes to his ministry, he does that out of his pocket. He doesn't really necessarily, he, he does, uh, you know, give his congregation opportunities to tithe or give an offering, but he doesn't beat them over their heads with it, as you would see in a lot of churches, which is why a lot of people have turned to ministers to, like him and have supported them. So um, to me, charging for an interview that's that's his hustle. You know, I'm not going to knock it. I appreciate that, yeah, right. you know, he showed me that type of love, you know, coming back into podcasting and so forth. Now, why was it important for you to interview him? You know, as a controversial figure, uh, mm-hmm. you know, everybody's very divided right now. Um, did you get some backlash for even agreeing to sit down and talk to him? Um, some of my friends kind of thought it was crazy. 
Yeah. You know, they kind of like, why would you want to talk to him? You know, he's a pastor and he cusses. I after the interview, after going live with him, the, the, the time that I was down there, I actually received a lot of messages on Facebook that said, oh, wow, he's not really that bad of a person after all. Yeah. Um, the interview, it was kind of hard because like the first day of us getting there to meet with him. Number one, he's already like this kind of aggressive you know, he's not going to hold anything back type of guy. So yeah, he doesn't. No, he's no apologies. I, I, I knew that going into this, things needed to be on point. How ironic. I love this. Got a new podcast for you to listen to. Yes, I do. It's the Dr. John Delani Show. Schman and I were actually playing a clip from Dr. John's podcast because he was doing the topic of our youth travel sports ruining families. Well, Dr. John Delani has over 20 years of sitting with families and dealing with hurting people and mental health issues. He has a PhD in counseling. Delani walks alongside real people as they navigate tough decisions. And this is actually something that I really enjoy about his show. It's caller driven. I feel like I'm going to have to get a collar-driven show, Dr. John. I love this. Anyway, listen to the Dr. John Delani Show wherever you get your podcast, or you can follow the link in the description of this podcast episode. I always make it very, very easy to find my sponsors and people that I partner with. So start downloading and listening today to the Dr. John Delani Podcast. Enjoy. Do you hear that? That is the sound of the brand new and delicious You Natural Conception for her in their juicy strawberry gummy flavor. Ah! Oh my, this is now my favorite thing to take. It's a fertility aid. If you haven't heard about them, they are unbelievable with thousands of five-star reviews on Amazon. Go and read them for yourself. And they're famous for their conception for her and conception for him formula, which Schman, my hubby, has been taking for over a month because it takes two to tango. Conception for her fertility aid is well-researched, baby. They have ingredients like ashkawanda, zinc, magnesium that can help you on that journey to have a healthy baby. So what are you waiting for? Go and order now. You're going to love it, and I want to hear from you. Check out You Natural on Amazon and use code FRASER20 for 20% off Conception for Her, Conception for Him, and the Conception Bundle. That's EU Natural on Amazon, or follow the link on our website for 20% off Conception for Her, Conception for Him, and the Conception Bundle with the promo code Fraser 20. That's F R A S E R. The number's 20. Hero Breads. Oh my gosh. Chef's Kiss. Do you love carbs? I'm obsessed. Give me a croissant. Give me a tortilla, baby, every day, slathered with some hummus. Yes, please. And then a lot of veggies, a little turkey burger in it. Okay. Um, that's my own proprietary sandwich. Thanks. <laughs> Hero Breads right now offering 10% off. Go to hero.com. Co. Enter the promo code TSFS. You are getting 10% off. Now, Hero Bread is so delicious and flavorful, soft, fluffy. In fact, so fluffy that KJ loves it, slathered with butter and cinnamon every day. They're known for their products to have zero to one grams of net carbs, zero sugar, and high in fiber. So what are you waiting for? Don't give up being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use the code TSFS at checkout. That's TSFS at H-E-R-O dot C-O. Want your life back? Order Hungry Root. It's actually as simple as that. Truly, Hungry Root is the best meal kit service I have ever worked with because they have meals that take 12 
minutes. Guys, if you are a busy mom like I am, KJ now just started swim lessons. And on the night that he has swim lessons, we're not home until six. I'm trying to make dinner, trying to get him rested and down for bedtime. When I see that number 12, and I know in 12 minutes I can have a healthy meal, I'm turned on. All right. You will be too. Hungry Roots website, so easy to use as well. You just go, you can type in a type of cuisine or if you like chicken, or you can do preset where you tell them you're vegetarian, keto, or you're a meat lover. Right now, get 40% off. My listeners are getting 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. Just go to HungryRoot.com slash TSFS and get 40% off your first delivery and get your free veggies. That's HungryRoot.com slash TSFS. Don't forget to use my link so they know who sent you and get 40% off right now and free veggies for life. 10 years ago, I lost 60 pounds mindful eating, and today I have kept the weight off. I never think about food. I never count calories. Honey, I don't even use one of those darn trackers or apps. I live with food freedom, and I want that for you if you are ready and you want it. And that's where My Optimal Body comes into play. Visit MyOptimalBody.com to request an appointment, and be sure to let them know that the Sarah Fraser Show sent you so you can qualify for a free personalized assessment plus a bonus free 30-day supply of their gut repair product when you sign up for a customized plan. That is myoptimalbody.com to request an appointment. Why I wanted to partner with Dr. Applin is because he is a doctor that gets to the cellular and gut reason of why you can't lose weight and keep it off. They also work with your mental capacity as well. So many of us are emotional eaters. They address that and their clients see long-term success. If you are ready to lose weight, keep it off, and you don't want to do crazy Ozempic, myoptimalbody.com and tell them the Sarah Fraser show sent you. And um, my cameraman was late to the fucking plane. <laughs> he didn't get on the plane on time. Yes. Yeah, so and you guys I'm, flew yourself out. We flew from DCA um, or actually Reagan. I'm sorry. We flew from Reagan. I'm on the plane. I'm on the oh, plane. Girl. Well, and you're waiting for your cameraman. And I'm waiting for the cameraman to get there. You this is so tough. Oh, it was the, uh, I mean, I didn't even know what to think at that point. I'm sitting on the plane. I don't have the cameras. He does. You know what I mean? So I'm like, should I stay on the plane and wait for him to catch another flight? But what if he doesn't know how to catch another flight? So I'm on the phone with him. He doesn't even know how airports operate. Like he's from a small town in VA. Oh he's from my Manassas. God. So he does. He took the train in from Manassas. From Manassas, there's a train in Manassas, Virginia. That's also <laughs> no. Yes. He, I think he got on at like Fairfax, maybe. So and he metros in. He metros he in. He metroed okay. into the train or to the airport because you know Reagan's right there on the on the yellow line or whatever, and he doesn't make it there on time. He gets there as we are boarding. Oh, my God. So then when we're on the phone, he doesn't even know that he has to get his booking. (laughs) This is how the interview started. This is how the shit went down, okay? So I'm like, what the hell? You don't know anything about the airport? Because he hasn't flown in 15 years. And then he's, like, freaking nervous the whole time. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, oh, my God. How you even pulled this interview off is amazing. I'm, I'm trying to tell you. Like, going in, it was rough. And so when we got to Chicago, the layover went from 45 minutes to three hours the interview was scheduled to start at two o'clock wow we didn't get into memphis until three and so i'm like is the pastor calling you i called well when we were at the layover in chicago i get on the phone i had called him as soon as i realized we were gonna have to get on the next flight he calls me back well you know you're wasting my time like you know this is how i make money like it was rough at first 
it was rough. And I was like, yeah, the cameraman, he was like, if he don't know how to get on the plane, on the plane, do you, are you sure he knows how to get, <laughs> run a camera? Run a ca- oh, I was like, oh my God. But I had to take it. You know what I mean? I right. just, I just had to deal with it. We smoothed everything over to push the interview back to four o'clock. We got to the restaurant mouth full of Memphis at like three forty. Wow. So we it, and, and to be honest with you, the first email that I sent to him, the interview was scheduled to start at three anyway. But right. We pushed it up. So technically, according to my time, I was only right. 40 minutes late. <laughs> <laughs> but so anyway, we get there and he and he comes in. And it, I mean, it's just a lot of love. Yeah. He wasn't so rough then, but I was still nervous. Mind you, I couldn't change. I could not change my clothes at all for the first sit down at the restaurant. So I have like this Tommy get up on that's got like the crop top. And then I got these Chuck Taylors on. So the whole time he and I are talking, he's going live from his Facebook. His audience is roasting the hell out of me. Oh, no. Did you go back and read all the comments? Oh, my God. I, I, I had to get off of it. I was like, I'm not looking at this shit I know, no more. I know, because people I always mean, have was, comments oh, about your appearance. so and, bad. How do you feel like the people that were following him are going to be very Christ-like and very nice? No, no. no it's straight. <laughs> it's, it's just straight up. Like, you know, so, I can't say that word on this right, show because right. they you know what I mean? <laughs> Tell us. Oh, she over there cooning. You know, I don't want to get hit with that. Yeah, that was Alyssa. <laughs> I, know, I, always have to bring, I always have to remind me. That's not me. <laughs> I don't, I don't <laughs> want them to hit me with that. But like, they was like, they was real rough. Like this one dude was on there like, how she get an interview? Like, and then one person was like, oh, yeah, pastor be tricking. Like, I done sold him some pussy to get an interview. You know what I mean? Oh, my. That's horrible. It was was terrible. I mean, they were clowning me. What are we going to find out about Thaddeus Matthews, about the pastor, Mm -hmm. that we haven't heard about him anywhere else from your interview? One of the things um, that you'll hear, um, I didn't bring that clip today. I kind of want to leave those, you know, in suspense a bit. But one of the things you'll hear is the relationship between him and his mother. Mm. Um, the first time that his mother actually told him that she loved him was basically on her dying bed. <gasps> really? Yeah. Yes. Really? Growing yeah. up his whole life, he never but heard that he, word. He, he says that in the interview. Wow. Um, and this was actually when he had, you know, he left the church for a while. So what you'll understand is he has been preaching since he was in his, he was um, the wave of the young ministers that uh-huh. had came in. So he's been preaching since he was like in his teens. Wow. And after growing up in the church for so long and seeing all of the hypocrisy, right? He was like, I'm tired of the bullshit. So he left. And then when he came back, he came back differently. And um, he started reading different books like the Apocrypha which is considered to be the lost books of the Bible. Um, He started reading the Quran, just different things to kind of open up his mind and I guess get out of that mode of, you know, Christianity, uh, Baptist, you know, that sort of stuff. And he came back and just approached it differently. And to be honest with you, it is working for him because when I went down there, they had a health fair that day. There were people who came from South Carolina, Chicago, Florida, and California that had uh, met one another online via his YouTube channel show. So that's how these people met. They decided to come together and go to church to visit his church for that weekend. So whatever he's doing is working. Like he's really like in some ways a cyber preacher. Yeah, he's rough. Um, He's very direct. He doesn't hold back, but it's working for him. I mean, people have tried to kill him, like literally tried to kill him. Wow. You will hear about that in the interview where someone was in his driveway. Wow. 
waiting on him. Like he got it. He was actually in his driveway. He had to get out to open up the car garage because it was broke at the time. And uh, somebody came up and told him to get on the ground. He was like, no, if you're going to shoot me, you're going to shoot me standing up. And he wouldn't get on the ground. There was another person who fired like four or five shots and none of them hit him. Wow. So he went through this. And like he just recently lost a son to a drunk driver last year. Oh, my, oh my God. God. So, I mean, he he's I mean, he's human, you know, yeah. I mean, his approach to ministry is what it is. But. He's very strong. There's girls in his ministry that he he deals with who were actually sexually abused. And you'll see see him with these girls. Uh, they they were sexually abused by a pastor who happened to be their mother's husband. Oh, my God. And there was three of them. And um, he uses his influence to make sure that that individual stays incarcerated for what he did. I want to play a clip right now because I would say the most controversial okay. thing about him, that he gets a lot of backlash um, from all kinds of communities, the gay community, the black mm-hmm. community, the white community, is he does, you know, he comes off as being anti-gay and homophobic, yeah. you know, in mm-hmm. in his rhetoric. Um, and like I said, I've shared a clip and then people call me out for it. So uh, because I thought it was kind of funny and I thought in a way what he does is he calls out all the contradictions of things like the Catholic Church. Like, hey, you know, lots of times exactly. and not just the Catholic Church. He says in every congregation, these men and women are having sex with the kids. Meanwhile, they're telling you, mm-hmm. you know, blah, blah, blah. So you ask him about that. I want to play this clip and then hear your thoughts. Sort of well, let's, let's, I'm, baby, I'm 61 years old. That was a term, sister. Right, right. But I'm just saying for the sake of the audience, they you're not anti-gay. You don't feel no. against no. homosexuals at all. It's just whatever the term Look, is. Yeah. I don't get mad at the lesbian. We like the same thing. I don't get mad at the lesbian. So why, be like be honest. Did you find, you know, you obviously are a very worldly woman. You went to Georgetown. I mean, do you think he makes excuses for the fact that he really is homophobic or? I think I would say this. Um, that that clip there, you, you'll see more where he goes into how these were terms of endearment that was once used back in the 70s. You know, in his time growing up, when you call someone a sissy or a dyke, that sort of thing. Um, And then he looked at himself and said, you know, we went from Negro colored African-American and he just kind of it doesn't necessarily relate. I mean, that's just the way that he explains it and what you'll see in the interview. Yeah, his Um, thought. Yeah. But I don't think that he tries to cover it up. I just think that he's just not with the times today where you you have to you have to be more sensitive. Yeah. You know, you understand what I'm saying? I don't find him to be anti anything. I mean, you'll actually see in this interview where he talks about he does not support Black Lives Matter. He doesn't support Yes, them. I'm fascinated to hear that part. Yeah. Yeah, he doesn't he doesn't support Black Lives Matter. He doesn't like the fact that Black Lives Matter will go into black communities and want to march and do something about police brutality. However, when black people are killing each other, Black Lives Matter isn't marching in the community talking about these issues. And that's his point of view. Um, I, I don't I don't think that he's anti-gay. No, I, w- I wouldn't say that because I just think that he's not sensitive to when it comes to the way that he speaks about it. Sure. Um, there was a pastor recently um, that is going around right now. He, yeah, who's he, viral. Yes. Yes. He put out a a man who was a transgender or is that how you say it? Um, He put. Yeah, there was a I, I guess a person maybe that came to his congregation. I, I didn't read the entire story. Yeah, he, he's he, transgender. He's and this transgender. Guy, he's, his pastor said the pastor basically told him, if you want to come in here, you're more than welcome. Whatever you do outside of the church, that's your business. But when you come in here, you got to dress like a man. That's what he said. And uh, Thaddeus Matthews talked about that. I, I, when it comes to that sort of thing, like it's it's kind of difficult because you don't want to be anti, you know what I mean? 
But at the same time, there are certain rules that go with the house of the Lord for some of these preachers. Some preachers, they don't care. Right. But then you have some preachers who say, who will say, as for me in my house, I'm going to serve the Lord. And that's exactly what they'll tell you. You can't come in here like that. I can't be mad at that. You understand what I'm saying? Because that's that's your religion. And that's that's the uh, I guess the morals, the, the the rules, the law that you have in your church. If it if they're not friendly, then just don't go. Right. Don't that's, participate. That's, that's my thing. And, and, and I'm seeing that. Uh, and, and I don't just say that in that area as well. I see like these people who couldn't get service, these black people who couldn't get good service at like this nail salon. Don't go to it. They don't have to service you. Well, I think it you understand what I'm saying. Yes, to some extent, but then it comes down to the the thing of discrimin. You know, you know, discrimination is illegal in this country, and you can't true. discriminate against somebody on color. Um, and you know, we we went through everything in the civil rights to to fight for that. And then I mm-hmm. think now we're seeing, you know, for me, the debate is. <sighs> Why do you, because you, you're a pastor of this church, get to decide who comes in, who doesn't? And essentially, he, in my opinion, this pastor can spin it any way he wants, but he's basically discriminating against someone who's transgender and vice right. versa. I think these the nail salon situation, when you are saying to a black patron they can't come in here— you're discriminating right. against them based on color. Now, if, no matter what, if someone comes in and steals from your establishment, mm-hmm. of course, you know they're not well, welcome well, back. It, but, well, in this situation, it was just more so the treatment. Right. Was, you know what I mean? Like they they didn't assume that they were going to steal something or anything like that. They, they just weren't treated yeah. nicely. And I'm my thing is, it's like if someone is going to treat you like that, just keep it moving. Because I understand it, that point. It, too. It, and with Thaddeus Matthews, he when he addressed this yesterday and he talked about how some of these transgenders are more beautiful than women. And he his the way that he said it was, I don't want none of these men in here getting tricked. And then and then he went in and then he went in to say, well, because then if something like that were to happen and say this man did take you home and he didn't know that you were transgender. Right. He could get so mad and then kill you. And that happened before. And that happens. You understand what I'm saying? So now it becomes one of those situation where is it's kind of like in some ways pastors feel like they're protecting everyone in these situations because you do have sometimes where. They're not saying, you know, that they're transgender or something like that. I know for me, you know, I would want to know if it was a woman who transitioned to a man. You know, I, I would want to know yeah, those things. Uh, right, right. That, just, yeah, just me, that's an onus that that person ex- yeah, exactly. should, should tell you. Absolutely. Exactly. So when you don't do that, you know, certain things happen. And I think that a part of the reason why they're like, you know, when you come in here, come in here dressed like a man because, you know, you have men in here who right. may... You, That's just kind of them. I don't want to give any more away. I want people to go and watch your interview. It's going to be on your Facebook. Your show is called The Way We Talk. Where can people find the interview and when will it be out? Okay, so the interview is going to, the full interview is going to be on The Way We Talk radio show. You'll also be able to find it with uh, Thaddeus A. Matthews. Okay. Um, He has the uh, Naked Truth and Empowerment Liberation Ministries. Oh my goodness, I Mouthful. messed the title. You got that. I messed it up all. Oh, you got it. <laughs> <laughs> I messed it up like bad. So um, I'm sure he's going to be posting it then. We're going to drop this on December 1st. And um, also, yeah, that's that's how that's going to be. And then, of course, you'll be able to see clips on my Instagram. I am Nova Pearl. I'm Nova Pearl on Instagram. Uh, Alyssa, Alyssa, we are so thrilled to have you. And it's Alyssa Rashaw. I wasn't saying it correctly earlier. Sorry. Right. Um, thank you for being on the show. And I'm, I'm very curious to see it because it's a, it's a discussion that lots of people are having. So thank I you for being so on. too. All right. Thanks, thank you. Joe. All right. We're going to do four things that are popping, AJ. Um, these four are things always... that are popping. 
more things that are popping. These are all the pop culture stories of the week, so we'll hit these. Uh, Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey is teasing that there's going to be an edit button coming to Twitter, and he says that your follower count is irrelevant. You believe that, AJ? This is just for Twitter, because yes. I would like follower, follower count to not matter on anything. <laughs> People are so consumed by that. So consumed. So this, he is, says, this is a new thing about, yeah, tell me about it. Yeah, well, he says an edit button, they're really thinking about it, but it will have restrictions, meaning like you might be able to edit within an hour of putting up a tweet, but it won't be like you can't go back days later and tweet it. He also says that he thinks um, as Twitter, Facebook, Instagram continue to clear out fake accounts constantly and people are always gaming the system, he says that, excuse me, your follower account doesn't matter. Because you can buy followers now on anything. Yeah. And you could promote your stuff. So basically, um, he says that people should worry less about that and should find true engagement. They should also uh, work on standing for something, of course, you know, within reason, obviously not something hateful because Twitter and Facebook are shutting you guys down. Uh, But he says, yeah, that follower counts um, and an edit button for Dorsey um, mean, you know, he, he says, obviously, the edit button means something, but follower count doesn't. I think that's actually true to some degree. And I I think you're getting less and less. I think people are caring less and less because they're seeing how fake and inflated followers are. So true. Um, My biggest thing is all connecting with people. I follow hashtags on Instagram. I follow hashtags on Twitter. Things that I'm really interested in. I like to see what's trending. So I'm really happy that I I would be all for getting rid of the of the follower count. The internet is obsessed with this beagle and uh, goose that continue to document their friendship on their YouTube page. Um, it's been a couple of weeks since the goose and the beagle end up embracing. They almost look like they're hugging. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And they have, like, a full-on YouTube page where they, <laughs> like, have fun and the Aww, beagle snuggles with the geese. Aww, okay, I don't know. It almost cute. looks like it's going to eat it. Okay. Uh, what? Oh my god. All right. That, um, oh. <laughs> so this is when he was a baby, but then the, the, then the, the goose grows up. Yeah, they've been friends together for a long time, and then they continue to stumble with each other as the goose gets older. I think these videos are so funny. Like, you know what I mean when you have two pets that you don't think would be friendly with each other, but yet they are? Oh, oh, yes. Amazing. I wish I could live on a farm, but, you know, here we are. <laughs> I would do? have a million I would have a million animals. It, you know, my boyfriend has two birds, a dog. He probably would have 15 dogs if he yeah. could. But um, he's getting to that menagerie of, yeah, no thanks. Ugh, the animals <laughs> smell so bad. Uh, the, I also he grew up on a farm. Uh, Jisabel recently did an article of the disappearing celebrity blogger. I don't know if anyone is listening. If you used to be obsessed with Perez Hilton, Michael K, D-listed. Well, they're saying a lot of these blogs are disappearing as podcasts are taking over. And the years in the 2000s, meaning like 2005 to about 2013, celebrity uh, bloggers were it. Everyone would go to PerezHilton.com, which Me. launched in 2004. I know. Did you? Were you a big Perez fan? Huge Perez fan. And then he kind of really disappeared. I think I've met him several times. Yeah. I, really? I yeah. He came actually when I was in radio on Hot 99.5. He hosted a jingle ball. They were like, not really oh. jingle ball. It was like um kind of like a just a concert event. And oh, yeah. Um, yeah, he's he's uh, really great at writing, but I would say he's not really a great host. Oh, really? Yeah. So behind the camera, he's better. He's better behind the scenes. Oh, he's super behind. He's super talented. I loved all of his pictures where he would like edit. Yes. Well, they basically said, too, in 2012 and 2013, the world went through everything anti-bullying campaigns really launched. So then that killed Perez's business. Because he really was all about making fun of the celebrity. Yeah. And he (laughs) would draw cocaine on everybody's nose and everything. That was like the best part. See, I miss that. Do people miss that? Or is it like sign of the times we don't bully people anymore? Yeah. Do you miss it or you feel like I miss the trash talk because sometimes I just need to drink wine and just look at these trash talkers and just have a fun, you know, whatever. 
But then, I mean, you think about the overall big picture. It's terrible. We should not promote it. But sometimes we need a little trash talk, you know? Well, it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't happen anymore. So, it's, well, it's because we're, we're doing vloggers, we're doing Instagram influencers. It's too saturated. There's way too much for people to even grasp. But you know I'm what really, I mean? I'm curious, like with Perez, because I do kind of pop on his Instagram once in a while. And he just trolls people still on Twitter and stuff. Like he'll, he'll inner, he, I, what does I feel he make like, money on now? I think still on his blog. Like once in a while, he'll break Incredible. a story. Yeah. Once in a while. <laughs> that one big story a year. And then he lives off that. That's incredible. There's a man in Japan who married his hologram. It's a cross-dimensional human hologram. He had a wedding uh, for 40 people, $17,000. Um, they're saying it's a new trend. See, I need to move to Japan because I feel like everything goes there. They're it's always Sarah, like you, fucking like. No, out of, out of protection for your own soul and, you know, <laughs> where you're going to end up in the afterlife. I don't think you should go there. Your mom needs to give up so much shit for me for Lent. Like, so much. <laughs> so much. Your mom needs to say so many rosaries for me. Uh, according to APAFP, the ceremony cost, as I mentioned, $17,000. Um, and Akikio Kondo is his name. He says he's absolutely in love with this hologram. Uh, she does everything for him. She talks to him. She texts. She's basically like Alexa brought to life. Uh, he says at first people were making fun of him, but now... Um, People have accepted his love. He says that she gives him fulfillment that he never could have imagined. She literally sits in like a hologram Alexa-like thing. Like, she can't be brought to life. He, he's in the video toasting her. Is, are what they able to, the in, fuck? In, uh, in, does he have virtual reality? Like, he can actually touch her? I believe his virtual reality comes through like a, a doll that he like makes love to. But like, she, it's still her voice. Oh, jeez. If you've guys ever seen the show um, <laughs> Maniac on Netflix... It's the guy. It, they show you he's actually using virtual reality. It's the same type of thing. I'm trying to look for the picture here, but that's absolutely nuts. Isn't that crazy? I mean, how, I can't how like, and they're saying that as people become more lonely and aged, virtual reality should not be dismissed. That people should take it more seriously. Okay, give me a fucking break. Like, people are going to be falling in love with these virtual reality people and sex dolls. Actually, and- I did. I went to the, a couple therapy the other day with Dan and I thought to myself, you know, we are kind of in love with our phones. Like we're almost, we do, uh, we are turning into the show her. Like, because you know what I mean? Sometimes you're like, sometimes I, if I don't look at my phone for a couple hours, I'm like jonesing for the phone. I'm like you in know love what? with it. I'm like in love with it. I'm like, oh, get over here, Apple 10. Let me make love to you. I have to pee so bad. So that's okay, why I'm done. jumping around. No, no, no. But I will say, I, I just read this new article that we check our phones like a hundred times a day or something over crazy like yeah. that but don't you have this new app that you check yes. how many times you how much how, many, how much oh, time do you spend it, on your it phone it pings me every single week and every single <laughs> week it goes your uh, screen time is, out of, oh, is off the charts you're up to 10 hours a day and 43 minutes reduce your time by taking a walk and I'm like fuck you We're how do I delete you how okay. do I delete you <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to be reminded that I'm on this thing all the time. Well, it's for your job. But yeah, I think we're addicted to our phones. We're almost having a separate relationship with our devices, which is really sad. Yeah. But I think this is a huge thing. I mean, all those lonely people. My work is on my phone. I love you, device. All right. You guys, we're out of here. Have a fabulous Thanksgiving. Uh, Please send us your business dinners. Have they gone left? Make us feel better about our lives. Um, You know, anything, anything really. I don't know. Uh, Really? Oh, no, please do share your experiences. I need Sarah to know. Sarah at HeyFrage.com is the email. You don't think people have had the same experience we have? You think? Oh, all the time. Are okay, you kidding okay, me? Yes. God. Okay, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> like, please don't let me do that. So. Everybody discloses everything to me. That's great. No, I love pineapple mayo. It's my favorite. But you like the barrier. You don't like it in real life when they're down on one knee. Sarah, it was too, it was too much. To strip clubs, and now I just want to go down on you, pals. And you were like, okay. And I was like, we gotta go. We gotta go. We gotta get out of here. Bye, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving.
Thanksgiving. We love you. Bye, everybody.